Oh, yes. The dulcet tones of the overreaction Monday theme music. Let's we go. are a quarter into the National Football League season. If there were 16 regular season games, you just don't want to do the math. Four into 17. We're more verbal. Yes. Rich Eisen, Chris Brockman. Good to see you, What's sir. What's up, baby? Let's do it. I'm ready to overreact yeah. or not. Welcome to today's episode, everybody, of Overreaction Monday, presented by our friends at Game Time. You can please check it out. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code OVERREACTION for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I can't believe we're already in October. What the heck is happening? It's flying by like it does every single year, Rich, but, you know, Things are starting to kind of take shape and take form when you look across the standings. Unless they haven't, which is what Overreaction Monday is all about. What's real, what's not. What's hot, what's not. What in the world do we have today? It is time to play this week four into week five edition of Overreaction Monday. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher, what do you have cooked up? All right, let's start. I got the list. I know you were inspired last night watching Sunday Night Football, Rich. So I'm just going to throw this out to you right now. The Jets would be 4-0 with Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) What a great way to start. No, I'll say that's an overreaction. What? What do you I will say it is an overreaction. I will sit here and say that there is some way, shape, or form the Jets would have been tripped up by Belichick or at home or How? they the, could the have Patriots lost. Can't score. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say <laughs> other than the fact that I, I do love the way that this team is constructed. I do love the fact that Zach Wilson did look good. I mean, it wasn't decent. It was good. It was, it, it was exactly the type of performance I have been looking for. The rest of Jets Nation have been looking for where there's actual, visual, easy-to-see and comprehend improvement. And so, yes, that was a winnable game on Sunday Night Football. Yes, I do like the way that the defense was buzzing around and the way that everyone was playing inspired football and that, yes, you would think that Aaron Rodgers would have had that happening for the Jets in weeks two, three, and four. I will just push back and say I can't sit here and go, absolutely, they'd have been 4 no. Absolutely, they would be the only undefeated team in the AFC right now. Absolutely. I'm just I, – I can't do it. I won't do it. I think <laughs> – I am inspired by what happened, but – I can't believe you're actually throwing that out there. Why would he mean? Of course. Zach Wilson had a couple back shoulder throws. He looked like Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Right, and he did miss two of them. I mean, if you listen to Chris Collinsworth, he, he was the, the ghost of Aaron Rodgers took over his body. Well, Collinsworth said that the, the, two, touchdown, the two throws into the end zone that he missed, uh, one to Garrett Wilson uh, and another one to, I believe it was his tight end, one of his tight ends, um, you know, sliding across the the uh, the, yeah, that he dropped. the turf yeah. um, that hit him in the hands, but it was too low of a throw. Um, them being 4-0 with Aaron Rodgers is too much of an overreaction. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, you I trying to, to bait to, me into to that to start this show. You had me at hello, but I'll still push back. All right, all right, all right. Here's one that I, I don't think you're you're going to push back on. Okay. Matt Eberflus isn't going to make it the whole year as the Bears head coach. I think this <laughs> like, is... what's going on? A... A good proper thought here. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say you're right. 
I'll say they're 0-4 right now uh, as we are recording this on the Monday after the 21-point lead that they blew at home to the equally winless at the time Denver Broncos that they are getting set to fly to Washington, D.C. for a short week road game, which is tough when you're 4-0, not when you're 0-4 as well. And so... They also, after this game against the Commanders, who damn near beat the Eagles and can put points on the board up and can confound you on defense as they did to Jalen Hurts, the MVP runner-up from last year. After this game, they have that mini-buy, as you say, before they wind up home for Minnesota, home for Vegas, at the Chargers on a Sunday night for the whole country to see. That game might be flexed out. Who knows? Uh, They're at New Orleans, home for Carolina on... uh, on a Thursday night themselves. So they got two Thursday night games in advance of, um, of uh, Thanksgiving uh, prior to which they visit Detroit. So things can go south in a hurry. And I'll say right now, as much as I hope that he doesn't get the ax, um, that this is a proper reaction, I think, right now. As I said last week, the loser of that Broncos-Bears game was really the winner because then you're in great – I know, you know, certainly driver's said, seat for Caleb Williams. Right, and, and Chicago has uh, Carolina's um, draft choice right. and first overall pick or, or first-round draft choice, and uh, they're also the other remaining winless, winless team, team. Yeah. and they can have the uh, double dip of getting uh, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., which is kind of wild. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll say you're one for two right now. You're betting 500 to kick off overreaction. All right, Rich, on the big show, you said San Francisco is still the best team in the NFL. I and, did. and you were making the case for Brock Purdy for MVP. But I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey needs to be in the MVP discussion. He scored for the 800th straight game. Uh, it felt like over the weekend. <laughs> How about him? Four play, TDs He's yesterday. played 18 games as a 49er. He's scored 18 touchdowns. He just broke Jerry Amazing. Rice's record for most consecutive games with a touchdown. He's too shy of that mark, all-time mark, held by John Riggins and O.J. Simpson scoring a touchdown in 15 straight games. He is truly remarkable and showing off exactly why the Niners made all those moves to go get him and giving all those draft choices up to Carolina. And he is in the MVP conversation, is he not? I mean, uh, at this point in time. Well, he's seventh in the Vegas odds. Which is one, but his you 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 said he's 20 to one, which is. He's better than Brock Purdy. Better yeah, than Brock Bob Purdy. Purdy's odds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Last running back, obviously, Adrian Peterson to win MVP. But as you know, on teams that win like the 49ers and win as consistently as the 49ers are, and the quarterback is somebody who came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? And and then they have a great defense and they have uh, terrific players. One one game, it'll be McCaffrey or all games. It's, it's McCaffrey. But one game, it yeah. really was a McCaffrey game. Ayuk last week, Ayuk was out and Debo did, right. did it last. This last game, Debo looked like he was a decoy out there. And Ayuk comes back yep. and he does it. One game, it's going to be Kittle doing it. Another game, it's going to be the defense doing it. One game, they're going to put it all together and blow somebody out. So it's always tough to identify who is the MVP. I asked that of Chris Long on right. our Monday show, and, and he's he, like, he's like, great question. He chose Fred Warner, right? Someone on the defense. So uh, at this point in time, you're right. He does need to be in the MVP conversation, but he's not a quarterback. So that's why I pick, I pegged him for being the offensive player of the year before. Seems the like season. he's got that tied up right now. Well, I mean, there's Tyree Kill. Let's not forget. Let's not forget this Tyree Kill who's balling out. Uh, not, not yesterday. Uh, uh, well, I, well, I obviously. He's not going to do it every week. And sure. I imagine McCaffrey's going to have a clunker every now and then, although he's on my fantasy team in the one league I need to win because I have to, because <laughs> it's the one I want to. That's always good. 
Um, so right now, I'll, I'll say that's that that's that's a that's that's good. I'll, okay. I'll accept it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, watching the afternoon's g- uh, games yesterday, settling in for uh, Cowboys Patriots. I was broken. I'm not sure which play broke me. I'm not sure if it was the sack fumble that he didn't see coming from behind or the Farvian throw across the field for a pick six. But Mac Jones is clearly not the answer as the Patriots franchise quarterback. (sighs) I don't know, man. It's still too soon. Oh, dude. His first year, he looked ready. He looked the part. He looked the guy. I mean, I saw it with my own two eyes on on a on a Halloween in um in SoFi against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. He had it. He he had it. What he did with Brady in the house too and Tom's return for the Bucks. I mean, what is it? He just doesn't have it anymore. Is that what it is? Or the, the or just last year broke him? I don't with the I can't coaching BS. I can't and sit here. No and weapons. Say it's, he's clearly not the answer right now. I I don't know. They can't score any points. They can't well, move the that, ball. There's no one that scares you on well, offense. Well, then that's but the quarterback's what, supposed to make all these other guys better. I don't. Well, I don't think he makes anyone better. It's amazing. It's like that '80s movie where they switched bodies. I did. Did he and Zach Wilson switch bodies in week three? You know, and they your, went out the your door? brother-in-law tweeted me yesterday of like fellow Patriot fan Scott Zach Schuster. Wilson for Mac Jones. Who says no? And I was like, stop it. But now, I think the Jets say no. <laughs> Which is like, when did this happen? I know. It's what like one of those body in? switching movies, I, I, but it's the NFL, which is my point about how things can change quickly, which is why I'll push back on this. It's just four games in. Well, I came on here week one and said, you know, Bill O'Brien fixed it. It's I mean, all fixed. New England. Now it's broken. New England's schedule home for New Orleans. That ain't oh, easy. I mean, it, it gets worse. Or Vegas. I, I mean, and Max Crosby can, can roost in that backfield and create problems home for Buffalo at Miami. And so, Brutal. Where are the winds coming from? I don't know. Certainly with Matt Judon hurt. But the fact that he doesn't have the weapons to scare anybody and the running game to scare anybody. But that's on the is that, GM. I know. Who's the head coach. Right. So for how I'll, much for how much longer? I, I'll just push back right now and just say that it's still too right. soon. Still too right. soon. I saw he he's got it in him, man. He's got it in him. I need you to talk me off the couch. I okay. Guess. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think I nailed this one before the season in the preview show. I said Bengals uh, not going to make the playoffs. Okay. And I heard from Cincinnati, but I got, I got to say, Rich, they need to shut down Joe Burrow until he's until he's one hundred percent healthy. It's funny today. Zach Taylor was asked um, if Joe Burrow was going to start this Sunday at Arizona, and he basically said, "Of course," and then quote unquote. That's a strange question. So you're not even in the the, the HC uh, of the CIN the that we're watching? is not thinking this at all. And the answer is no shot are they going to put in any backup quarterback 
Jake Browning, anybody that they've signed to their practice squad, it ain't happening. And that 60, 70% of Burrow is still better than anybody else that they're putting oh, in. I don't know. And I know Jamar Chase. Do we let's let's fire that one up. Jamar Chase. Uh, soundbite of the weekend. Well, it is a soundbite of the weekend, and it does sound like when you just take it, you know, just a few seconds, the the magic seconds, that it right. sounds like he's carping on Joe Burrow. But I did see the entirety of the of the soundbite, and it just sounds like he is basically saying, you know, that he's there at the ready as he's always has been throughout this entire struggle of the first month of the season. We'll play the sound button. I, I will uh, interpret this as best I can. Hit it. In, in four games this season, do you feel like you've had less time to get open and create space for yourself? No, nah, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds like, you know, Burrow's not finding him. And um, I think the frustration isn't just one and three and the fact that they they're they're a hard one and three the one win is against an nfc team in the rams that they had a really fight for mm -hmm. but he also had a damn near 150 yards in that monday game. night game yeah they're zero and three in conference they've lost two division games they're zero and two yeah. in division including one at home to the ravens who's the team that they're gonna have to chase down if they want to win another division championship i think chase is frustrated because he said the time to sit him was the first month of the season and i bet you he's sitting there thinking i'm always effing open we could have gone one and three with the guys i was telling you to play and then we'd have burrow coming back and right. now we're ready to go from here on out i told you all to sit him the first six weeks of the season and now they played him they're one and three Oof. with him and he's not healthy after this one and three he's not getting better after that one win he actually looked just he looked worse against the titans team that couldn't put a point on the board in cleveland the week before so i think that's what the frustration is they are not going to shut him down so in the world of reality ain't happening and in the world of overreaction monday uh, i i still think that's an overreaction they gotta play him that's where they're at this season might have just started circling the drain the minute that that calf gave way in late July. And what, that may what, be something we're talking about in what October, is Cincinnati's November. schedule over the next month or Cincinnati's so? Cincinnati's schedule over like, the next month or so. Does he have time to even heal? He does have a bye week on the horizon at Arizona in what we thought was a winnable game coming into the season that may not. Home for Seattle. Ooh. Then there's the bye. Okay. Then there's the bye. Let's just say they win their next two. They're three and three going into the bye, and then they come out. They better be ready to roll because they're at San Francisco and then home for Buffalo. Jeez. Well, they better win at least one of those games. What else is next, next sir? Two weeks. Let's stay in the AFC North, Rich. Uh, I liked what I saw. I liked them coming into this year, but it got off to a slow start. But I liked what I saw yesterday out of the Ravens. The AFC North is the Ravens' division to lose. I agree. I agree. The Ravens are three and one in the same way that I keep mentioning what teams records are uh, with also so far in conference and in division, the Baltimore Ravens lone loss was against Indianapolis. Okay. Um, but they, they beat Houston. They won at Cincinnati and they won at Cleveland. And if they win this game on Sunday at Pittsburgh, they will not only be four and one overall, but also four and one in conference and also 3-0 and in division, Ooh. all three wins on the road. Wow. 
So they'll have everyone else coming home to Baltimore to try and face them. And with Pittsburgh having Mitchell Trubisky out there and Cincinnati having half a borough, as it appears, out there, and Cleveland, you know, currently playing DTR because despite being cleared, Deshaun Watson medically cleared. The doctors are like, looks good to us. He's like, I don't feel right. And Kevin Stefanski is like, all right, we're not playing you against the Ravens. That's for damn sure. So you bet this is the division for the Ravens to lose right now. You bet on that front. So that is a proper reaction. You are spot on, pal, on that one through four weeks. So that is – have we reached halftime? It's it's halftime. Fantastic. So you you do it halftime? You go buy tickets to a sporting event. You go buy tickets to a comedy or show or a theater uh, show near you. Your next big event, that's what you should do. You want to look for a concert, sports tickets? Game time is there for you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game time basically takes – all the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love the app. Everyone on the Rich Eisen Show has an account. We have downloaded the app. I am using it right now currently to monitor tickets to take my son to SZA. Nice. And you could sit here and go, Rich, you're going to go see SZA? I already have. I was going to so say, haven't you I've already, already have, seen them? I already have with him. And I wish I had game time tickets <laughs> nice. and an account when I did that uh, last year. Let me just tell you, folks. It is absolutely outstanding. And you will always get... The best price because of the game time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code overreaction for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem code O V E R R. E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Two R's in overreaction for $20 off. Game time. Download game time today. Latest last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Second half. Second half. Here we go. Overreaction Monday. Presented by game time. Hit it, Chris. What else? We're going to start with the London game. Did you see what happened? It was terrible. The Falcons offense stinks. Other than B. John Robinson. I know where you're going. Can I guess what you're saying? Sure. It's time for Taylor Heineke. Close. Okay. Last week, I said teams should start calling the Vikings about Cousins and Justin Jefferson. The Falcons need to be the ones to call the Vikings for Kirk Cousins. It's not happening. It's not happening. Vikings aren't doing it. The Vikings just won. The Vikings season is not over. They are definitely not trading Justin Jefferson, which was a report on game day morning from Tom Pelissero. He's definitely not getting traded. Ah. But Cousins ain't going anywhere either, and certainly not right now, and certainly not to Minnesota. I mean, not to Atlanta. You know what? It, Arthur Smith stuck with Desmond Ritter in the second half of that game. And I'm he, shocked. Hold on I, a second. I couldn't believe it. He was rewarded with a pretty damn nice half-opening touchdown yep. drive. Yep. All right. After that, though, the answer for the Falcons this season, and I don't know when they're going to push this button, they, have, they can hit people with the Heineke. How many times has that guy come off the bench and breathed life into a franchise? It must be Tom Brady in the playoffs. Correct. For the Washington at the time football team. Football team. Right. And then he did it for the Washington Commanders, Commanders. right? So he he has proven he can do this. And he's not just one of those guys, I'll just get you the two to three games and four games in order to keep the ship afloat by the time the starter gets back from injury. He's the guy that they would have to hand the reins to for the rest of the season yeah. and also indicate Desmond Ritter ain't the guy, at least for this season, and then figure out how to rehabilitate him 
at all. That is Arthur Smith's conundrum right now. And they are now 2-2 two and two after starting 2-0. and oh. The division is absolutely there for the taking with the Saints looking the way that they did. Carolina's already 0-4, kind of out of it. Baker Mayfield in Tampa... That is not a bad way to start, 3-1. and one. So they're, they're in this thing. They're not totally out of it. They're home for Houston, home for Washington. Let's see how the kid does here before they visit Tampa because that's the one where you're going to go, okay, kid's overmatched. He's not doing it. We're 2-4, and four, and guess what we're going to need to do? We are going to go hit Tampa with the Heineke, and then you're going to do it for the rest of the season. So – that, to me, is the future thought process. Let's see how the next two weeks play out. For the moment, this is an overreaction. What else do you have? You know who did not look good yesterday? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not an overreaction. No, no, okay. And yeah. Mike Tomlin, he promised changes are coming. The Steelers have the pieces to compete for the division. They need wholesale changes on offense. Well, what you're saying is firing the offensive coordinator and getting someone else in there. That's what you're saying. Matt I'm, Canada. I'm saying that. I'm saying bye-bye to Canada. I'm saying let's change the scheme. Let's change well, that's the, the offensive coordinator. Let's change the way we're lining up. Let's change the way people are used. Maybe Trubisky can insert some life into this offense as it looks like he will be starting for the next I think weeks. that's this is this is it. I think this is what you got to do, but he's he, to change the scheme and change you got to change the guy. You got to change Matt Canada. Well, you got to change your offensive Will he pull the trigger? Though? I don't think so. I think he needs to. I don't think he's going to change coaches in the middle of the season. Just four games in, that doesn't seem like a Tomlin maneuver. I, 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 he's got to go to the to the OC and say, what do we? What can we do to change? I, I want on my desk by nightfall a new scheme that we can teach Trubisky and that we can run with these guys that is not going to screw with their heads so much yep. that we're going to totally change everything around. Give me some ideas. I want it on my desk by nightfall. And that's the way to go about it. You know, Spiro Didis was doing the game on CBS. This has been making rounds all day amongst the Steeler faithful and message boards and all of that stuff where, you know, when you do a broadcast, you chat with the coaches, you chat with the coordinators, you chat with players. Right. That stuff, when you're in a meeting room, is on the record. And it's also for you to use as background information as a broadcaster. I'm about to meet with the Jaguars and the Bills in London in a few days from now. So he said, and paraphrasing, I'm assuming correctly and accurately, Matt Canada saying that the team was not built currently to come from behind, deep, from from way down. They're not built to come. And so Steeler fans heard that and go, wait a minute. Like, how are we not built to come from behind with big play guys all over all the All over the field. Right. So it must be you and your attitude and your scheme. It's just anything that Jeez. could be done with Matt Canada right now. Twisted. They You're are like, going to be, out of here. yeah, they all want him out. And the question is, and Tomlin must know this again, the phrase that we're using on, on the rich Eisen show every day is it's the South park theme, blame Canada. Right. So, but there's a reason why everyone was so high on the Steelers coming into the season. I right. mean, I thought they would well, win the division. They, how they played so in the good. preseason. They were insane. Every single Pickens drive was a highlight. Every single play. And Pickett had a touchdown drive every drive he was in. So he's out for the next couple of weeks. Let's see if Trubisky being in there will actually spark the changes that Steelers fans are looking for. I don't believe you're going to see a changing of the coordinator just four weeks into a season. I just think that is an, uh, a Mike Tomlin reaction that doesn't exist. What else do you have over there? Well, let's talk about the team that beat them. The Texans are winning the AFC South. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I will say Offensive Rookie of the Year for C.J. Stroud is not an overreaction. 
that you look at the first four weeks and you see what he has done, and even though it is a marathon and a long-time slog and, and also rookie walls, but he's one of those kids, you know, with Ohio State, pardon me, the Ohio State. Thank you. Where, you know, he, he, he played damn near a professional football schedule for yeah. as many games, right? right? So I don't think that's an overreaction to call him offensive rookie of the year right now if he stays healthy. Clearly, he's been great. Right, he has been terrific. He's been two hundred seventy-five yards and two touchdowns in three straight games. Right, and it's uh, really delicious for me to see that his main threat is a Michigan Wolf- Wolverine and Nico Collins. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Uh, winning the division—that's uh, an overreaction right now. That one, I'll just say, I, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying it's impossible. Would you concede that they're playing the best of any AFC South team at the moment? And I will say that the team that we thought that they were going to lose to in the division is the one that they've beaten on the road so they already have a win at jacksonville they have that tie break they have an opportunity to sweep jacksonville which would be an amazing leg up if that actually happens i have that in week 12 jacksonville is at houston and so let's see what happens over the next 10 weeks right or eight weeks obviously between now and then um, their next game, Houston, is uh, playing in Atlanta, as we've just discussed. So, yes, not an overreaction to say he's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. They're winning the AFC South right now. I'll just push back on that one. I'll split it. Okay. Well, that's a fun one, though. They're kind of a plucky, fun team. They are. No doubt about it. All right, a couple more, Rich. Uh, I like what the Rams have been doing. Me too. I-, I wasn't high on them coming into this year, but Puka Nakua had the walk-off touchdown yesterday. Matt Stafford. Uh, threw for 300 yards, although he was a little bit banged up. I think with Cooper Cup returning, yes. the Rams' offense will be dangerous and keep them in the playoff I, hunt. Bingo, pal. Bingo. I thought, because I, I, I'm glad to see you kind of doing a a, a 180. 360s where you turn completely 360, around. I'm like, we around 180. Right. I'm like a 140, maybe. Well, I'm almost there. Okay, the 140 that you're saying, you should be making the 180. Yeah, you not, were saying, not the full 180. I'm like, a one, I'm like almost there. Because you were saying this entire time that when Cooper Cup comes back, Puka Nakua is going to go poof. Well, I just thought he would like, you know, maybe not turn into a complete pumpkin, but maybe like a half pumpkin. He's, well, he's just not going to get the looks. Wh- he's not going to get 20 targets a game. No, because that belongs to Cup. But if you go and give Cup his attention this kid nakua puka nakua is samoan for catches everything samoan for wide open and he scores is, touchdowns he scores touchdowns he catches everything he's he's another cooper cup yeah he's another let me say that again he looks like another cooper cup always open catches everything yep so you got two of them with tutu atwell and van jefferson and Kyron Williams is is like the second coming of Todd Gurley all in terms of production. Higby's got five catches every game. So, I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. They are in the playoff hunt. And Aaron Donald, with his health going on, I'm with it. What a big week five game that is. Eagles at Rams. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. That's part of my future overreaction prediction that oh, we always end our show with. Oh, I'm already teasing different parts of overreaction Monday podcast. That's fun. All right, last one, Rich. You love this man like your third son. <laughs> Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback acquisition of this past offseason. Wow. Wow. I started hot. I'm finishing. You hot. are because and involving the Jets, because I'll, I'll still say Rogers was the best quarterback acquisition of the offseason. I'll still say for, it for, for, for like so, for 40 seconds. Dude, how do we know that it was still for 40 <laughs> seconds? How do we know? How do we know? Now, who are you comparing him with right now? Derek Carr? 
Is that your all the quarterback one? acquisitions, like, all of the rookies, the free agents, everybody. Baker Mayfield's the only one that's three and one. And I didn't think this was going to work either. If you're comparing him to those guys, yes. But Rodgers, you still if you can't sit here and say that Rodgers is a bad acquisition, especially since I'm just saying it wasn't deep as down, good as Baker, Baker Mayfield. Deep down, deep down, let me just manifest this. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers comes back to the team. Come on. Hold on a second. He comes back to the team. He shows up at a team meeting. He surprises everyone. He's like, no finger pointing. We're done finger pointing. We're all going to rally around. We're going to rally around this quarterback, and he's going to play well. And then all of a sudden, Zach Wilson has the best game of his career <laughs> against the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs, the Taylor friggin' Swift in the house, <laughs> and everybody's seeing the first quarter going down the tubes, down the crapper. It looked like 2022 all over again, it and then all of a sudden, Zach bad. Wilson plays the best game of his life, and then after the game, says it's my fault that we lost. The fumble is what caused us to lose. Same guy that stepped to a podium in New England last year when he was asked, like, you feel like you're letting the team down? I was like, no. Like I like zero self awareness. Now he's as, now he's as aware of himself. Like he's been through darkness therapy. He's like hopped up on ayahuasca. <laughs> and if this kid plays like this and gets the Jets in playoff contention, Aaron Rodgers deserves his fifth MVP award despite oh, having only five on. snaps. How's that for that's, an overreaction? That's the Peyton Excuse me. What's the name of this podcast? The Peyton Manning. That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so Rodgers is Rogers still, says he wants to play again and then this we'll year. see about next year too. Oh, he, no. By the way, and he's walking around like I don't know what if Zach Wilson what takes the hell, his, what if, the hell did Elitrosh put in that leg? If Zach Wilson takes his team to the playoffs, what are you going to just bench him for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I don't care. It's a first class problem. I've I have no pro, I have no problem go, going down that road. I mean, Wolverine was at the game last night. Did, did they put nice. Adamantium? They, they might have put his, they might have that Hugh Jackman was sitting in the booth. That's what I mean in the suite. With with Taylor <laughs> and Sansa Stark. Yes. They're all in there. So let me push back and say, I do like Baker. Like he's he's, I, he's my third son I, he's and my third, fourth so child. You know I love Baker Mayfield. And what he is doing with this opportunity right now is exactly why we love the NFL. Exactly why we love people who have second and third and fourth chances and then make the most of it. He's, he's, again, he is he is stiff arming, flag planting Baker Mayfield. He is the one who's going into the Superdome and doing stuff that not even Brady could do sometimes, okay, when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> who do the Bucs play ready? this week? Hold on a second. I'm out there on a bye week. We're on a bye week. And, and Baker's going to rule that week, too. <laughs> He's going to crush the bye week, too. But all said and done, the best quarterback acquisition of this past offseason was Aaron Rodgers by the Jets because it energized the building. It absolutely is still energizing the building. We do not know what's going to happen next year but either. You're one three. I don't care. I just am saying right now, this is still an overreaction, but if you're just removing Rodgers from the equation. Well, no, he was an acquisition. And Okay, and, and so, you know, for 2023, is it the best acquisition for 2023? You're talking about C.J. Stroud could win for for a decade in Houston. He I know, but be, I'm talking about just right now. We could be witnessing the turn of a franchise right now. Yeah, that's true. Which is another potential overreaction. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll push back, say that's an overreaction. Baker is still my third son and my fourth child, you know, planting flags in Columbus, Ohio. He, but, Baker, you had daddy at hello on that one. I just referred that, to myself in the third that's person That's when you officially daddy. adopted him. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly when I put in my papers. To adopt Baker Eisen. We saw him at the Rose Bowl. So, yes. All right. We did see him at the Rose Bowl, too. And I loved him there, too. 
So that's my last pushback to you. <laughs> Good one. All right. What a great start. What a great finish. Shot. We first started hot right. and finish out. Uh, and as always, we finish up this uh, Overreaction Monday podcast by predicting what we're going to overreact to the uh, following week. My, my prediction on last week's show was the Ravens are in trouble. Yeah. I was wrong about that, oh. but I also thought Deshaun Watson was going to play. Yeah, same. Me too. So that's that was my. So I don't believe we've gotten any of these right yet. Chris? No, I said something about the Cowboys last week. So yeah, I, yeah, you thought the Cowboys were going to be. Uh, toast. I thought they might. Right. Uh, yeah. So you go and let's see if we get one right, right this week. I put mine up there because I got to be honest, I forgot what I wrote. I the, love it. This is a guy who's done too right, much TV today. The Rams are going to win the NFC East or West. Sorry, West. Yes. <laughs> the Rams can win the NFC West. That's my prediction because I think, here's what I think. I think Seattle, uh, I think Dallas beats San Francisco. And okay. I think the Rams win next week yes. against Philly. Yes. Shocking everyone. And the Rams already have beaten. They'll have a tiebreaker over Seattle. I just think it's going to break their way. I think the Rams after next week, we're going to be talking about a little higher register. But like, you still oh, think you, st- so you think that's not believable then still. They've lost to San Francisco. They've which lost is, to San Francisco, which but they've beaten through. Seattle. Right. But San Francisco is going to lose to Dallas, and it's just, we're going to be a little higher registry. Okay. But I think they can win the NFC Meaning West. you need to talk up here in order to believe that sort like, of stuff. Oh, you know, okay. look I'm bad. staying with the same game, but taking the different approach. Oh. I believe the Rams do win this game, too. Look and at us. I believe, yes. And I believe that Not everyone's going to be saying that the Eagles are still have a team oh. with too many flaws. Okay. And even if they lose this game, and even if they if the Rams don't pull it out at the end and have one of those where they're close like they had in Cincinnati, too many red zone problems, settling for too many field goals, don't score enough points, and the Eagles win, people are still – this is the – I've never seen a 4-0 team with a number one quarterback and a number one wide receiver <sighs> playing Brown. like this, and then a 1A like Devontae Smith, who personally whipped the Minnesota Vikings on a Monday night, or uh, right, on a Thursday night that was – and then you, then you've got um, uh, uh, DeAndre Swift two years in a row taking it over. Howard Roseman over the is hit with a draft weekend yeah. trade. AJ Brown in the in the uh, Vegas draft, and then last year's draft, he goes and he gets DeAndre Swift in the Kansas City draft, and he's been dominating. And the defensive line in the up front, he gets Jalen Carter dropping him, and we're all wondering what's wrong with the Eagles because they don't look incredibly crisp at four zero. They don't look like the four zero. 49ers where they're boat racing people right. or winning close games on the road in division they're we're, we're wondering what why why aren't they looking so great they're they're less than and I believe that's going to continue on after next week's game against the Rams and everyone's going to be wrong has a sideline dust up ever worked better for anyone other than I mean, AJ Brown <laughs> right he, he's certainly getting the ball I mean yeah, in the two games since now it, you they're know throwing deep to him in the end zone he's that good I know. I know, which is why the Eagles, you think the Rams are going to win. I think they're going to win, too. I think even if it's close, we're still going to have this as an overreaction Monday topic. Uh, I will be zooming in for this show from London All next right. week. Bills and uh, Jaguars, I'll be calling that game from London and then sticking around in London because I've got the Ravens and the Titans the following week. Well, have fun. But uh, we'll still be doing overreaction Monday, not only uh, for this podcast, but – on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll be zooming in for that. Susie Schuster and Amy Trask on What the Football every single Tuesday. So download this podcast after you download all three hours of the Rich Eisen Show. And then, of course, What the Football is in your RSS feed every single Tuesday, or it should be. 
give it a little follow. Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, all from Rich Eisen Podcast. That'll wrap it up for Reaction Monday. Good stuff, Chris Brock. Hey, great stuff, Rich. All right, we will chat again next Monday. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.